if you are only a substitute teacher until something better comes along, you're doing it wrong. Okay, before you get mad at me, no, I am not saying that I don't know that most of you are a substitute teacher and you're doing it until you get a full-time teaching job or maybe something better will come along. This is just all attitude-based. If you don't give your all and you think that this is just a holding pattern until something better comes along, that's what we're going to talk about today. Let me do a little story about when I officiate. I am a softball umpire and a volleyball referee at the high school level and younger. I I do a little college from a line judge type situation or scorekeeper. I haven't yet got licensed to do college. Might want to do that someday. But one thing we've talked about in our meetings is we have to stay motivated as officials even when we're doing the lesser teams. Now, let's be honest. It's not hard for an official to get both excited and nervous about maybe doing a game that involves the top two teams in the state. Maybe it's not as exciting to do teams that are closer to the bottom, but that doesn't matter. It's exciting to those kids. We try to train as officials to give our all to every team that's out there, regardless of where they're learning. In fact, if you're in a learning situation where the kids are learning how to play the game, you've got opportunities to actually help and make suggestions. So it might require you to even give more than your all because they need help. So I say all that to say this. When you're a substitute teacher, you need to treat that job like it's the most important job in the world at that time so that all those kids know that you're not just sitting there reading a book, twiddling your thumbs, telling them to shut up because they're getting on your nerves. You need to instead be that person that walks around, watches them do their assignment, even if you don't know what's going on. Walk around being sincerely curious about what they're doing. Ask them what they're doing. Give them opportunities to teach you. We're going to go through some things that I have experienced this week, and we're going to talk about making sure you give it your all as a substitute teacher. All right. I already have substitute teaching jobs booked through the end of December. I'm going to tell you how I did that. A big part of it, as you might expect, is making sure that you give your all to the kids, that you're supportive of everything that the school has going on, and we'll talk about that in more detail. But let me just tell you what's happened to me this week. First of all, I will be at the same high school this year as a long-term substitution 
through the end of October. That's going to cover two teacher's absences, and then in November, I will go to a middle school for November and December to cover another long-term teacher absence. And to be honest, I didn't have to go out and seek those jobs. I'll tell you why they contacted me and set this up. Now, let me tell you an exciting thing I did this week. Here is your first suggestion on how to get on everybody's good list. Now, granted, I'm retired three years from the corporate world. I basically was sitting around with not a whole lot to do. I stay busy. You know, I wrote the novel, Butterfly Swag. Still for sale on Amazon, doing pretty well. I I didn't really write that to make money. I just kind of wrote it because I'd always wanted to write something like that. So I've been sitting at home and... I traded text with the teacher that I am going to be covering for for the first couple of months. It's interesting. The principal, I, I told the principal, I uh, actually the assistant principal, that the one that I had been con- in contact with, I said, listen, I, I want to do this job right. I want to get more familiar with the subject material because I haven't taught that subject a lot. So, I asked him, would you mind if I contacted her and came in for free at least a day before the school was back in session? And he was happy to give that information to me. And when I called her, coincidentally or ironically or however you want to say it, she got back to me after a few hours amazingly because... She had just had her baby the day before, about three weeks early. And I'll go ahead and tell you, I have met the baby. The baby is not only healthy, she just looks like a healthy, beautiful baby. And I'm happy for that lady. So I I text her the day after all that happened. And I said, well, listen, I'd want it to meet with you, but I'll I'll just do it on your schedule. If if you don't have the time to do that, we'll figure it out. We can figure out just trading messages. This is one of the most highly organized teachers I've ever run into. I will tell you this week, this past week, we finally, I shouldn't say finally, we did in fact get together for about three hours. I told her from the beginning, we, we met at about 10 o'clock in the morning and I said, all right. I will stay here as long as you need me to, but I don't want to cramp your style either. I don't want to hang around so long that I overstay my welcome and keep you away from your baby any more than I have to. So we spent about three hours together. It was a good three hours. I got to meet the husband of the teacher it was kind of funny. I walked into the room. I just so happened, I as I got there, the doors were open and the principal was in the hallway and he recognized me. And I said, hey, I'm meeting with, with the uh, teacher I'm filling in for today. Of course, I called her by name and, and he walked me to her room. So that was very nice. I told him that I was excited to be here. He knew I was sincere about that because he, he knows I know a lot of the students there and a lot of the teachers there. And he said they're excited to have me. So we'll get back to that story, how all that happened here in just a moment. But I did want to tell you, when I walked in the room, I am going to be teaching some or or covering the teaching for some anatomy-type classes. We'll get into 
DNA type situations. We'll talk a little bit about forensics. In fact, she shared with me a story that I thought was exciting because before the COVID situation, they would actually reenact a criminal scene right outside the hallway so that her students could analyze the situation and use this type of information to solve the crime. And that's exciting. And we're still going to do some things like that. So I'm really looking forward to that. All of a sudden, my nervousness went away when I met this teacher because I realized that not only could I do this because she's so organized, but man, I'm going to have fun doing it. And that's what should be the case with every job. Yes, there's some substitute teaching situations that I've enjoyed more than others, but I've always had a good time with it. And this is going to be fun. In the high school, I'm going to be teaching. I think she's got one class of seniors that the subject is a little bit more intense, but these are all elective classes. So these seniors have had her before and have chosen this intense class. It is an elective. They didn't get it assigned to them. So it, it kind of creates a situation where all of the students want to be there. Now, I also have some freshmen for anatomy. It's called human body systems. And in that case, they also chose the class as electives unless a counselor was working with a student and they had to pick one more class. They didn't have their schedule complete and they kind of got put in the class. That's an exception to the rule. But kind of in a luxury to have a an elective class where I'll just say maybe 90% of the students chose the class. They didn't get the class given to them. So that makes it more exciting. So I got to meet that whole family. The lady was already organized with binders. I took my laptop. She had her laptop, and she shared some files with me right there in the classroom. So I am excited. She shared with me some names of some students she'd had in the past that I already know that I hope they come back for maybe their second or third class with her. If not, I'll see them in the hallway. I'll get to know them. She was an athlete, She especially in the dance when she was in high school a few years ago, and we talked a little bit about that and how I like to make friends with the students I teach. From the standpoint, I also know them outside the classroom in the sports situation, so you can't be best friends with students, but you can be someone who they are comfortable talking to and sharing stories with that sometimes don't even involve what you've been talking about in the classroom. So let me tell you, first of all, how I got this job. Now, some of the process takes a little work. One thing that I did get from the corporate world that I used to work in is the ability to network and how to do it when you're looking for a job of some type or a project of some type. The reason I knew about this opening was because it was posted as a job, in fact, a full-time job, but the schools had the latitude of breaking it down into a few months at a time. So I made sure all my information was together. So that's the first thing. Make sure you've got all your information together. Don't do that haphazardly. Don't do it like this is a job you're just doing until you get something else. 
put your all into that. Do the best you can on the test. Make sure your resume or vita or whatever you want to call it is put together professionally or at least in an organized fashion. To be honest, I didn't even attach my resume, but the application has so much detail on it. I made sure not, I didn't give them so much detail that it was boring or hard to read through, but I make sure they knew the important stuff. So all that was already loaded. So then after I filed the application and applied for the job, I knew of about four people at that school that had important jobs. Two were teachers. One was a an assistant in the office. One was an assistant that schedules the substitute teachers, all of whom had friended me as a Facebook friend from dealing with them in the past. So I just sent them a message, said, hey, you know, I've I think this sounds interesting. Do you know anything about it? What kind of information could you give me? And then they shared the information, and they also said, I'll put in a good word for you with the principal. Now, the principals already knew me. They might have known my face more than my name. So that type of contacts always help. So if you have those, contact them. It was comforting to hear them say, I'll put in a good word for you. Now, they typically will not tell you that. If they really don't have a pleasant experience with you, having met you before, they will say, okay, I'll look for it and make sure they get it. Maybe they'll say that. If they instead say, I'm going to put in a good word for you, and that's exactly what happened. I had been pleasant when I talked to them in the past. I'm pretty much always in a good mood. It it takes a lot to put me in a bad mood, and I I try not to overreact when that happens. But it wasn't too long after that that the assistant principal contacted me, and we got together, and I knew about the situation. I said, that sounds fine. He just flat said to me, we wanted to go ahead and call you several weeks in advance before somebody else called you. So it's important to get that reputation where there's multiple schools that are going to end up calling you. We're going to talk about that in more detail next week's episode. It's a little bit different episode, but I want this to dwell on. Make sure you always go into substitute teaching as it's the most important job for you at that moment and treat it positively in that way. Really, only only reason I got that ap- reputation is because I try to be as helpful as I can to the students, to the teachers. I don't talk about other teachers to other teachers. I don't talk about other teachers to students. I don't talk about students to teachers. For the most part, unless it has to do with the class, I don't have the gossipy or the this student doesn't have a chance type conversation. Every student has a chance, and that's the way we should all go into that. But because of that, I have several students that come up and talk to me all the time when they see me. I have several teachers that come up and talk to me when they see me. The teacher I'm filling in for in November, I've run into her sister in the grocery store, and they always seem excited to see me and talk to me. Work on that reputation. Make sure you're a positive person. That's 
one step. Now, let me share something else, and this is going to be hard, and it's going to be hard, I'll be honest, because of the country we live in. We're big in our country about our freedom, and nobody can make us do what we want to do. And let's face it, here we are. I mean, you know, maybe three months ago, we were all cheering. Most everybody was vaccinated. And it seemed that the ones that were still getting the COVID variant, it's still this, this is still the case. The majority of the ones that get the COVID variant are the unvaccinated people. So, but you know, a few months back, it was a little bit more exciting atmosphere in that situation than it is now. I'll tell you what's happened in our area. In my particular district, the public schools, at least at the moment, are saying mask on the buses, no mask necessary in the classroom. We will still put some social distancing measures into place, and I'm thankful for that. There are other schools in our area that are private and have chosen to have their students wear masks in the classroom, whether vaccinated or not. I just read yesterday that the public universities, the ones that get funding from the state, they are going to have college students wear masks in the classroom. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is you have rights, but be careful in that you don't want your rights to become something that you're so adamant about, it takes away from the job you're doing. I don't want to wear a mask. If the school tells me to do it, I'll do it. I'm concerned enough about people's health that I'm not going to refuse. I don't want it to happen. I will enforce it if it does happen. And I say all that to say this, you will have a better reputation with the teachers and with the administrators if you support, especially as a substitute teacher, if you support whatever decision that they have to make given their situation. So support that. Don't be one of those teachers that it seems like every time you think something has been done that makes you have to do something you really don't want to do, you go off about it. And that does give you a reputation. It's not a good one. Now, does that mean you're lesser than anybody else? Of course not. But the next time you're up for a substitute teacher role with another person, maybe it comes down to you too, and you have frequently expressed yourself in a negative way, and the other one has frequently expressed themselves in a positive way, well, how do you think they're going to break the tie? Unless you just have a lot more experience than that other person, they were going to, they're going to go with the one that creates a positive atmosphere in the school system. So I'll leave it at that. You know, just, just be as positive as you can be and s support the process, support the administrators. Now, I know when the full-time teachers, you know, they're kind of allowed to be a little bit more vocal. They do that behind closed doors. They do that in their meetings, and that's fine. Now, on the same, if, if, if an administrator asks you as a substitute teacher what's your feelings, well, be honest about that. But don't be a jerk about not wanting to support some kind of policy that the administration has had to put in place. 
So we're already about 21 minutes in, and I've really just talked about, I guess, three things. Always go into substitute teaching with a positive attitude and an on-hands attitude, whether you're really using this as a stepping stone to another job or not. Always make an effort to do the best job you can. I contacted that teacher. I didn't have to do that. I know from what she said, I was one of the few teachers that she's ever remembered wanted to do well that much that they would contact the teacher for a meeting. That's great. And then with the support, the decisions that administration has to make because it's important decisions sometimes for health, but a lot of times just for the support of the students that we're teaching. I guess the last thing I'll mention, and you can do this in different ways, if you're a day-by-day substitute teacher and you're able in some way to contact the teacher, you know, sometimes you can do it with, sometimes they'll leave enough information on their job posting, their absence posting to let you know how to do that. I'll be honest, if they've chosen to put public, I don't go I don't hack into somebody's system to find out something about them. But if they've chosen to put their information on Facebook, and a lot of teachers do because they like to interact with each other, and I find them on there, well, I might just shoot them a message and say, hey, I, I remember you from when I was at that school before. I just wanted to say that I'm excited about teaching for you tomorrow. Is there anything I can be doing? That's simple. That's it. Now, in the case of this long-term situation that I'm in. As I told you, she shared some files through Google Drive with me that I can now get to. I've actually gone through those. I didn't have to. In fact, the school is starting me payroll-wise tomorrow, actually, August 9th, 2021, even though the students don't come back until August 18th. So I'll have seven days in the classroom to do my prep work. And I did enough studying of what she sent me that I was I didn't want to bother her. In fact, I started my text to her by saying, all right, sorry to bother you, but here's stupid question number of many. I think I said stupid que- student question number one of many. Can you help me with this? And she, you know, she sent me a smiley face and said, I understand where you're coming from. And that is definitely not a stupid question. So I didn't do it phony-wise, just to show her I was looking at her information. I sincerely want to do a good job, and I was looking at information, and something she mentioned I didn't see. So I just wanted to make sure that I was looking in the appropriate area. So at the same time, I don't mind that it showed her that I thought her job was important enough, her her material, her curriculum was important enough that I'm going to go ahead and get into it. I told her, you know, I've told you that part of this class is anatomy. I told her that I spent about eight, nine bucks, I think, and bought an anatomy and physiology book for dummies. And she thought that was not only hilarious, but great at the same time. It shows that I want it to do well. I want it to get a base understanding of everything. Plus, you know, if you've done any of those dummy books, you know they're written basically enough, basic enough that they can make any subject understandable. So it allowed me to understand the material that she showed me from the beginning. I didn't, I couldn't answer all the questions, 
but I at least had a base enough understanding that I think I will be able to teach it. You know, the, the teacher has all, is going to have binders made that already has all the handouts made. I'll have to copy them and give it to them. A lot of assignment will be through Google Classroom. will be links and something that they're just doing research and taking their own notes. And all I will have to notice is whether or not they're taking notes. And again, I look for this to be strong classes because it's an elected class. It's classes that they've chosen to be in, be in, be into themselves. So I like that situation a lot. I'm looking forward to it. Bottom line is, guys, don't treat any substitute teacher job like it's just a stepping stone to something else or something to get you a little money before you move on to something else, even if that's true. It's all right if that's true, but don't cause that to cause you to give a half-hearted effort at going through your substitute teaching responsibilities. Make sure that when you go into the classroom, not from a hokey standpoint, but from a sincere standpoint, that you always do your best to help the students, to support the teachers, and the administration, and you are going to have a great time and give a great effort towards your substitute teaching.